Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am just so grateful and super excited for my next guest to join me today, and I know you will too. You're gonna love everything she teaches us. She just has so much faith, and her name is Angelique Nori. So I'm gonna let her talk a little bit about her story, but I've been following her, and I don't know if she really knows this, but for almost 10 years, because I was a fitness competitor, as a lot of you guys know, I competed um, for a couple years back in 2012, 2013. I won my four titles in the bikini area, um, division. So she, I believe, was in that time frame of competing mm -hmm. and um, did very well herself in the fitness world. And let me tell you a little bit about Angelique. She is a happily married working mom of two adorable girls and a five-time cover model. Prior to taking a leap of faith to control her own destiny, she worked in corporate America as a sales executive, managing fortunes and people. After escaping 60-hour work weeks with extensive travel, she became an entrepreneur with a passion for nutrition, fitness, philosophy, and business coaching. These days, her faith has taken over, and she is all about being turned on, which is the name of her podcast show, along with her husband, David. They are helping people create real transformation that leaves a true, not temporary sense of fulfillment. I can't wait to dive into this whole topic with you and hear all about your show and everything you guys are doing for the people around you and, and everywhere, all your followers. But first, I just want to go back in your life because. I know, Angelique, from following you that things were not always easy, and you have been through a lot. Um, to be where you are today and to know where you've come from, I just want you to share a little bit about your story because you're a rock to me, but I know that faith plays a big role in that for you, and because a lot of people, once they hit rock bottom the way you did, and it wasn't just once, um, some people stay there. So I want to give people hope today on how to get out of those places now. If they're in the midst of a you know struggle, they're going through a tragic situation. So you can start wherever you want, but I just want to take people back a little to learn about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, Kelly, thank you for having me on here. And um, I know what it's like to be addicted to the climb because <laughs> um, there's there's prosperity in that. And we're called for that. We're, pro we're called for prosperity. We're called to, to grow. We're called to bear fruit. And um, anything that is stagnant or is destroyed or, or um, stolen or um, lost is still, you know, is not from God. So listener, if you're experiencing any of the, that right now, um, and there's, believe me, there's low points and I'm going to share mine with you. Um, but that's not where you're supposed to stay. And when you, when you pray, and even even the Lord's prayer, like you know, on on earth as it is in heaven, that that is with you all the time. You don't have to usher it in all the time. It is it is here. It is accessible and available to you. But you have to know what that is. And to me, and that's why we call it turned on. 
it's about flipping a switch. It's, it's understanding the simplicity of it and not allowing ourselves the, the stress of the overwhelm of the world, the excess information and resources we live by at our fingertips to cloud out and drown out the voice of God and what it is available to us at any given time if we so choose to take it, if we so choose to access it. My car in the driveway right now has a boatload of functions, all the bells and whistles. But if I don't go out there and turn it on or flip a switch or turn the knob or ignite the, um, the engine or turn the lights or the windshield wipers, the battery, that diehard battery in there isn't worth anything, right? So you have the ability to access it at any time, but you got to push the button. You got to flip the switch, right? So to share a little bit about um, my background, uh, I was raised by a single mom, but we, I had a very, very good relationship with my father, but it came with some, um, you know, tumultuous times. And there was you know, a point in my life, I remember like around seven or eight years old when everything turned on a dime for me. I mean, I thought I had the perfect life with a beautiful home and a dog and a parakeet. And <laughs> I was in the second grade and my, I loved my mom and dad. I loved everywhere I lived. I loved my friends, my school, everything. And I kid you not, with, with a, the flip of a switch, it was gone. I was on an airplane with my mom headed to New Jersey to live with my grandmother and her. And, um, I, you know, left my dad, my school, and my home behind so quickly that even my best friend at the time called my house to see why I hadn't been in school the last couple of days. And my dad had to explain to her that I didn't live there anymore. So it was very fast. And so for a very long time, the majority of my life, as a matter of fact, and even to this day, I still have moments where I have this glimpse of that feeling where I feel like the minute that I recognize that things are going really well, it's going to be stolen from me. And that's a lie. That's a lie. And so anytime I get that, you know, I, I call it out. Um, I expose it. But I don't come into agreement with it. And I really want to drive that home today because when I talk about being turned on, I want you to think about when you flip a switch, when you're, when you're walking down a dark hallway, when you walk into a dark room, and let that be a metaphor for a time in your life, you know, an area of your life, whether it's in your health, in your body, uh, your marriage, your relationships, or your business, or even your faith. Like there's a time when we're just like, where is that panel? Where is that light switch? Well, I just, I'm confused. I don't, I'm disoriented. I don't know which direction I'm going. And when we just find it on the wall and we flip it, what happens is it breaks darkness, right? Darkness can't penetrate light. Only light can do that. How do people find that light switch though? Yeah. That's a hard, you, you know, I understand everything you're saying and when mm -hmm. things are going great and then all of a sudden you get that text or that phone call. I mean, I was just speaking about this on a post I wrote. I asked people, have you ever been on top of the world? You're singing in the car and things are great and you're so excited and all of a sudden it's gone. It's mm -hmm. gone. I mean, something drastic happens and you talk about flipping the switch. What is that first step people can take? Yes. Well, the first step is recognizing it. So I, um, in our, we, we teach this at, in Turned On and in our Turned On Method and Turn Our Live events, but we like Turned On Method, we really, really, really dive deep. And um, we go back to, and this was a direct download from God. We, I go back to the book of Genesis and I ask myself, okay, God, like, what do I need? Like, cause I'm very strategic. I'm very business oriented. I want to know what the, the people that are winning at life are doing. But I found that in my search for doing that, that something was missing, that 
maybe that recipe was right for them and perhaps there's value in it, but somehow, some way I was misstepping. So I said, well, God, if, if I need to create this, you know, uh, um, prosperity or profit in my health or my marriage or my business, what do I need? What's the recipe for me, for anyone? How can I give anyone exactly what you want for us to have? And he took me to Genesis, to his creation. Who's better to take direction from than the greatest creator of all time? So in the very beginning, he hovered, and he hovered over a dark, formless void. That dark, formless void is exactly what you're feeling in your life right now. And he didn't just immediately go to work. There was a process there where there was a, he recognized it. So there's chaos here. There's disorder. Something's, something went wrong. And he spoke. So I would encourage you, listener, the first thing to do is use your words. If you have no access to anything else, use your words. Speak. Speak with authority. And, and if you feel like you don't have authority, just practice praying out loud. Pray out loud. Because I, I believe that there's so much power in that because we have a hard time sometimes to communicate tough conversations with people, have a tough conversation with ourselves, our children, business, whatever it is. But you know what? Success, profit, prosperity, whatever you want to call it, is always on the other side of a hard conversation. And in the divine order from Genesis, he called it out and he spoke, right? Let there be light. And he, he turned it on. So he, he exposed he exposed the dark formless void and then he went on to create the right environment so that whatever life relationships and multiplication out of those could thrive. So wherever you are right now and you're recognizing this dark formless void, more than likely it's in one of the areas of your life I've mentioned. We call them hallways. So faith, your health, which is spiritual, uh, mental, physical health, right? Your relationships or we call home team you know, my marriage, my family. And if you're not married, that's okay. There's a preparation or your work, your purpose, right? How you move the needle. More than likely, whether it's now or on the, the last days that you have on earth, you're going to experience a time or a regret that you're like, one of these areas has gone dim. It's typically nothing outside of those. So where's that dark area for you? And how are you going to create the right environment in order to be pros prosperous? prosperous, excuse me. So um, imagine if you're like, well, I don't know, I, you know, my, it's my body. Well, if, if you're 50 or 100 pounds overweight, or if you're not feeling well, or if you're just in this complete chaotic, you know, time right now, have you created the right environment, even for the simplest things? Is your pantry cleaned out? Is your refrigerator uh, filled with the right tools? Do you have a 10 by 10 area on your floor where you can wake up and breathe and stretch and move your body? So it doesn't have to be hard. It's just a matter of creating the right environment. Same thing with your marriage or your business. Are in your business, have, have you set up yourself for success for that environment? You know, is, are things cleared off? Do you, do you know what you're doing? Is there an order to what you do? So the switch can be simple, but it's gonna be different for everyone because I could be talking to someone right now that is an elite athlete, they have a dark spot, well, they have to go back to the drawing board and, and figure out what I call capacity and what anyone would know as capacity. What is your current capacity? Okay, now that's different than potential. It's very, very different. 
I have the potential to be a world-class athlete. My capacity right now is not there. Why? And we recognize it and we say, okay, so what am I going to do to climb back to whatever my goal might be? And if I'm injured or if I'm having issue, my capacity is going to be the telltale sign of how I work within that. So if you have a, a torn bicep or you know, a torn labrum and you go to a physical therapist and they say, here's a 12 pound weight, how does that feel? And you're like, well, I don't know, I'm actually experiencing a lot of pain, it hurts my joints, it's tearing down on my ligaments, it's a little bit heavy, it feels like things are coming out of place. Okay, that's not your job. Take the weight away, give them 10 pounds. How's that feel? A little bit better, but I'm still feeling X, Y, Z. Okay, here's an eight pound. How's that feel? Well, I can actually move through the motion. I still feel the resistance on my muscle, but it's not hurting my joints, tearing down the ligaments, et cetera. Okay, capacity. Now we have identified your current capacity. That is your job for the next X amount of weeks. The same thing goes in your marriage. I'm not telling everybody that is having trouble in their marriage who hasn't had a normal conversation with their spouse to go take a vacation right now, spend a boatload of money so that you guys can hash out all the problems while you're on vacation. It's not a smart idea, not the right capacity, right? So wherever you are, there is a current capacity and it takes, it takes time to develop that, right? It's, it's not going to be something that you're gonna learn overnight, but there's grace, right? You have to exercise grace and then go at the end of the day back to divine order, what did he do at the end of every day? He rested. This is good, right? He, this is good. It is good. There's a celebration in it, but if there's something that is not clicking, that's okay. We can reflect and course correct. Go back to the divine order. Where's the dark formless void now? Do I expose it? Talk to it? Create the environment? Flip the switch. Like, What's the next thing in my capacity to move forward? So that's sort of a high level broad brush way of how we live through everything. But, you know, telling my story, you know, back to your original question is that was just the beginning of what felt like a very heavy life. You know, I've had a lot of victory of one, uh, like, like Kelly mentioned, I've had a lot of um, victory in my success through everything, but I was losing major at life during those times. You know, a, a magazine cover, you have no idea what went on behind the scenes in order to get there. Um, the fitness competitions, you have no idea what went on to get there. My um, world championships in martial arts, you have no idea what I was going on to get there. Becoming a millionaire in our company, you have no idea. Like, I received that phone call the same day my mom was being rushed to the ER for what could have been an embolism and she could have died on the spot. Like, there's so much. Now, mind you, both of my parents are gone now. I ushered them out of this world personally by myself as an only child, all while raising two babies, running multiple businesses, and trying to keep my head on straight as well as maintain a healthy body. And that's hard because everything's at the top of the totem pole. It can't take a back seat. So I get where you are. I can't say that we're experiencing the same event or circumstance, but I know that the pain is the same. But the suffering is a choice, and we actually have the ability to expose it, talk to it, create the environment, and then move. But the activation for you is going to be different than it is for me. I love how you said, call it out. So when you were going through your pain, losing your parents, at that point, how did you call that out? And how did you address that with yourself? 
I mean, I lost my mom a couple of years ago and that knocked me right off my feet. I mean, she, we were, I'm an only child as well. So I grew up with my two parents and we were the three bears and we did everything together. We spent Friday nights having pizza all the way up until the day she suddenly passed from an aneurysm. And for me, you know, that, and I'm, and I'm a Christian faith-based. I love Jesus. And, um, he's my rock. I still was at rock bottom and flipping that switch was very hard for me. I wish I did it sooner. If I could go back, I wallowed in my sorrow a little bit too long, but you know, for you, you went through the same thing, even losing both your parents. I'm not sure if it was at the same time, but you know, how did you, how would somebody right in the middle of that flip that switch? How did they, what did you call out right at that moment? Um, that's a great question. But first I want to say like, you know, you have to also allow yourself to be in the moment. I think there is a fine line here. Many people think that, well, I'll just go flip the switch and then not feel these feelings and numb myself out until I can't feel the good either. Um, and I've been there and that's exactly what I discovered in that process and why um, this is so important to me because I got that, I got to that point. I was entirely numb. And I realized I was having a really hard time experiencing joy, even with my own children. There was a lot of apathy with everything I did. I just kind of walked through life robotically and I was entirely turned off, just turned off. Um, so don't do what I did. Um, allow yourself to call it out and speak to it. But sometimes that comes with just allowing yourself to experience those emotions. Um, there was a defining moment in that process because th- my mom's battle went on for six years. And um, in her final weeks and days, I believe that's where things started to really kind of rear their head for me emotionally. And the day before she passed, she had actually rallied, like she was in a, a medically induced coma um, from so much pain meds. And she rallied for like a week. And I mean, she was up and perky and talking and asking me to take her glasses to go get her glasses fixed. And I was like, is it, I mean, I've already grieved her death at this point and now she's up talking to me. So imagine the whirlwind of emotions to experience when you are thinking someone's gone and now they're here and you don't want to let go of a second. But she was still in so much pain. And I remember at one point, um, you know, she was writhing in pain and I just, I realized that my baby, my, my youngest at the time, she was about to turn one within two days and I couldn't find her in the house. This was in a house in New Jersey. It's not childproof. Um, and I found her in the bathroom with a can of Comet, Comet cleaner. And thank God she didn't put it in her mouth, but she was about to, and I caught her right then. And my husband was on a business call. My, my four-year-old was sedated by television and my mom was in the other room, just in excruciating pain. And I looked at my husband and I, I handed her him my child and or child and I said, You got Phoenix, you got Ella, the nurse is here, she's gonna handle mom for the next 45 minutes. I'm out. And I went for a walk in my flip-flops in the middle of July through an old neighborhood I used to live in in New Jersey, and I got very, very vocal with God. I spoke. And when I say I spoke, I said, I spoke out loud, I prayed, it was ugly. There were times it was aggressive. Um, I was angry. I was sad. Um, and I said, I can't continue 
to watch this woman that I love this much suffer the way that she's suffering. And as badly as I want to hold on to every single ounce of her and every second of this time, I need you to take her home. But if you're going to take her home, um, I, you know, I know it's going to come at a cost and I will do anything you ask of me. I just gonna, I'm just going to need some clarity. You're going to have to flip a switch for me so I can see. And so that was the moment when I spoke it. And when I spoke it and I say like, I used all my emotions. I, 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 I walked and talked myself through what I was experiencing. I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to get angry. Uh, you know, I allowed myself to be a little aggressive and assertive. Um, I allowed myself to be sad and stern and have resolve. And I, I'll be damned if the next day she was gone. And when I hit my knees, knowing that I prayed that prayer and he did it, there was a whole nother range of emotions that came with that being, oh my gosh, I prayed for you to take her home and you did it like immediately. And I felt guilty. You know, there was a guilt and a shame that came with that, which I knew wasn't of God because he, he took her, he took her home. But for me, who was hanging on to every second, praying for this woman to get out of pain, you know, I, I watched it happen right before my eyes. And um, I realized then that that was six years of pent up emotion that I never let out because I had to be in absolute survival mode for her all the time because at the moment that I'd be watching my child take her first steps, celebrating a huge milestone in her business, I would be walking my mom into chemotherapy. So there was literally, like when I tell you the, the I stood in the biggest gap of the, the alpha and omega, I stood in the biggest gap of the alpha and the omega of emotions. So I had to live in a place of apathy for so long just to get through. And the reason why I mentioned those four areas, like we call the big four, is because if I could just keep the lights on long enough in those areas each day to survive, then I knew that when that season was over, I would thrive again. So I took paint cans and did walking lunges in the driveway, right in between her, me bathing her and feeding her. Um, I would talk to a teammate, do a business phone call. I'd spend 30 minutes with my kids coloring or playing with a magnet game. Or I would lay with my husband at night at pray and talk it out. Like there was always something that I was doing, the bare minimum, just to keep the lights on. And sometimes it's going to look that way. And other times it's going to look like, you know, it's a long corridor from here to Timbuktu and you can see forever. You know, that's just the, you know, like Paul talks about, um, in Philippians, like he's, he experienced everything from the highest highs to the lowest lows, but he had a peace and a contentment beyond human understanding. And, and that's what we have to learn to live with. It's going to suck. There's a lot of suck in it. Um, but there is a way to function and, and bear the fruit in the process. And that's all through spiritual muscles that we sometimes forget that we have. I, I love, I love everything you just said, because when you are in the midst, I think the message is, and that I want everyone to really even, even write it down is 
turn the lights on. Just take that step or else you're going to stay in that darkness far too long. Things are just not going to go the way they should. God wants you to have peace and abundance, and he doesn't want you to be in that place. But I love the turning the light on. Just go turn the light on. Even if you are in the three in the morning and you're suffering in that moment, go in the bathroom, turn the light on, speak some words, speak it out, because we all are going to hit rock bottom at one point. No one's exempt. That's biblical as well. God doesn't say, oh, happy, happy 90 years to you. You were born in the next 90 years are perfect. That's not the way life is. And, you know, your story and everything that you've said so far is just, I hope people are really writing notes down because when something does happen, there are steps to take to get out of it. You, You don't have to do this alone. You can reach out to someone as well, right? I mean, reach out to the group that supports you the most, but turn that light on and don't stay in the darkness. And I love yeah. there's, um, and there's, like I said, there's kind of an art to recognizing it because I think it's really easy for us to sometimes say, well, everything's a mess right now. Where do I start? Because there's an overwhelm. And what happens, you know, inevitably, especially in our culture is we just put our heads down. Mm-hmm. We put our heads down on our phones. We sedate ourselves. We find a numbing agent, whatever that numbing agent for you, it could be different for you than it is someone else. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's alcohol and drugs. Sometimes it's antidepressants. Sometimes it's social media. Um, you know, and we can just allow ourselves to be totally sedated um, in that season and then stop feeling, stop seeing, stop looking, stop speaking, right? And we, we actually start to dumb down humanity and the creation of God and how he wants us to live and thrive and prosper and, and live the abundant life that we're called to. Um, and that's where the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So um, if you start to destroy your words and destroy your emotions and destroy and steal your, your faith and uh, your time and community and relationships, I mean, of course, we're all going to be like, well, I don't even know where to begin. Well, where's your darkest void right now. Um, and if your darkest void uh, is in everything, well, then that's where the divine order tells us what to do. Um, so let's say that you're like, I don't know, everything's a mess. My body's a mess. My marriage is a mess. I'm broke as a joke. Okay. When's the last time you prayed? Let's start there. Right. And then you pick yourself up. What did God do first? He didn't he didn't uh, wake up, create the heavens and earth, and then tell you to go be fruitful and multiply. No, <laughs> he created an environment, he established an environment, he created life, and then he created relationship and then said, go and work, right? So if you're having disorder in any and all of these areas, go back to the divine order of creation. Pray, honor yourself, right? After you've established that connection with God, honor yourself, breathe, walk, eat right, whatever. Do something to honor the temple, take care of the temple, move the temple, and and then start thinking about, okay, now that I've allowed myself to, uh, you know, be honorable and steward this responsibility, now it's time to go have a very honest, loving, honorable conversation with my spouse, my children, my relationship, whatever it might be. And then the more that you continue to do that, the more that you'll have clarity around the action steps that you need to take in business, purpose, turning lights on there, right? But oftentimes we get so overwhelmed by life and we've inverted the order so awfully through culture 
is we wake up and we go to work. We wake up and we chase. We wake up and we think about how to make money. We wake up and we look at text messages. We wake up, we go on social media. We wake up, we answer the emails. And what happens and what ha is we suffer and, costs, and it costs us our peace, it costs us our health, and it costs us our relationships at home. And there's a lot of that right now. And I would urge you, listener, especially if, if you're feeling lost in these areas, naturally a lot of people want to go straight to, well, how do I just get better at my business? And, and you're starting to take advice <laughs> from people that you have absolutely no idea what kind of collateral they have in the other areas of their life. Is that success principle being used in their marriage and in their body? Is it? What kind of relationship do they have with their creator? And the reason I ask you this is because they're standard questions that we tell uh, our, our students you know, to ask themselves so that they don't make wrong decisions and look at the wrong mentorship or the core four people surrounding you or, or take the wrong advice or go down the wrong rabbit hole because essentially you have to ask yourself, who's turning you on? Who's turning you on? Not what do you have to turn on? Who is turning you on to what you need to be turned on to? And if we're taking that from the wrong place, the wrong source, then we've just stepped into a whole nother level of legal access for the enemy to have a playground. And that is, that's just not okay. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> it really is. No, it really is because that question, who's turning you on? I mean, I think people need to sit quietly and really ask themselves that. I don't think many people are doing that, you know, because they are, they're going down the wrong path. And then they're wondering, why am I on this path? This is the struggle's real. I mean, this, everything in their life is upside down, but they're not asking themselves, okay, who's lighting me up? Who's turning me on? Where, what's the source of all that? And I love that you just said that. And what I, want, what, I, what I want to do is I want to flip the switch because I want to get into you and your husband and everything that you guys are doing right now and so many amazing things. I mean, the podcast, you have a live event. I want to make sure you touch upon that so people know what's going on in Angelique's business because I'm so interested myself. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so getting to this point with David took some time. You know, we, uh, we own other businesses together through network marketing, and um, he's got a program called Speak Up that we're actually going to be doing together. And, um, but this, the, the turned on philosophy, the turned on method um, actually launches. It, we just launched it, but we don't start until the end of January with an intro course, and then we work through the entire month of February with these, um, these enrollments. And um, we'll be probably doing it subsequently each month or with a, a small break in between because what we found, especially through speak up, which is about making, uh, turning your prop, uh, personality into profit. Um, and when by profit, we always mean the return, uh, uh, you know, the return that you're getting in relationships and in business. Um, what we found in that was many times people would come for speak up and we're like, but they don't even know what they want to speak up about. Um, you know, they're unsure what their business goal is. They're unsure what's going on in their marriage. They're, they're just unsure, but they know that they want something. And so uh, that's happening a lot in the world and people are enrolling in things and chasing after a goal that, you know, there's value in it, but maybe it's not right for you right now. And so the, the turned on method um, is essentially for anyone at any given time, because no matter what your entry point, whether it's faith or your health or marriage or, or business, uh, the principles are the same. We're pointing it all back to the same thing and how, how divinely woven with a golden thread it can be and how easy it is, no matter where you are in life or how crazy it can get, to flip the switch. And so that's what we teach. 
and the turned on method, but it started with really interestingly, we were actually doing a keynote in Australia a couple of years ago and we were teaching, um, we were teaching this group about connection and human connection. And David used a, a picture of on the slide. Um, there's probably like 10 or 12 people in a line, like at a coffee shop and 11 of them had their heads down on their phone and one of them had her head up and he asked the audience who's turned on and everybody knew um, the girl that didn't have a phone in her hand was the one that was turned on. And basically he was saying, she's the one that's up for the relationship. She's the one that's up for connection, you know, and he's like, and we're not, we're, we're losing interaction. We're losing connection. We've got high connectivity, high connectivity. And we think that we're connected, but we are more isolated than we've ever been as ever as a human race. So we started talking through this and, um, and, you know, and saying, you know, this is, this is something that is a, is a growing problem. Uh, but technology we're neutral about because we're using technology right now. So it's not so much the villain, but what's it being used for? And um, I said to David, I said, but why are our heads down? Or that would be assuming that all 11 of those people out of the 12 on that screen have something impressing important to do right that second. Why are our heads down? Why are we avoiding people around us? Why are we avoiding eye contact? Why are we avoiding conversation? What is bringing us to the point where we have to escape that five minutes in line and go into somebody else's life on our phone? And that's when I realized that that was a new addiction, a new sedation, a new way of numbing out. And then I was like, well, what are we numbing out from? And the areas of our lives that we're all numbing out from are any of the ones we mentioned. Some people just don't feel confident in themselves. So their light has gone out in themselves. Some people have little, like no, little to no faith and, and they just avoid everything. Some people have lost the ability to have a relationship. So they're afraid of any interaction whatsoever. And other people are so either busy in their work or um, have no idea of what their purpose is that they're sedating there too and looking for somebody else to give them a clue. And so I realized at that point that turned on was more than, you know, a fight against technology. It was, it was the good fight that we're all in. And, you know, if we continue to walk around turned off, we're really, we're going to like, we will destroy <laughs> humanity as we know it. And anything relational, um, you know, comes from, from understanding that concept and I'm just, I'm urging you, listener, like, how much time are you spending with your head down? And ask yourself why. Like, why do you go to that in, in the midst of 10 seconds alone in your thoughts? Because that's really what's happening. Mm -hmm. We're not even searching for anything anymore. We're just scrolling. That's because it. We, we're alone with our thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we're alone. They don't want to be alone in their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's too, it's too, I have a 20-year-old daughter mm -hmm. and it's just, it's honestly heartbreaking, and if she's listening, <laughs> it's heartbreaking to see at 20, the phone is everything. It's the addiction, and it's scrolling, and it's a waste of time. But as a parent, you know, you're trying to, let's put the phones down. Let's disconnect to connect. <laughs> That's the whole point. Um, what advice do you give 
those parents that are struggling with kids in their 20s that that's that's how they grew up they don't know it any differently so that's right primarily virtual they're coming off of it's new to us in our 40s you know we we had it both ways they don't have it both ways you know so that's going to be the difference and what are some tips you you know you and your family use yeah so um actually david touches on that um a lot in his book his book's coming out this year and uh, he's almost done with the final stages of edits and he speaks specific, you know, specifically, he's like, you know, look, I, I was in a generation where we had both, you know, and, but this generation now has no, doesn't know any better. And it's equating it to like sitting in a room that is surrounded by um, a virtual reality all the time. And you have no idea that there's a whole world to be experienced outside and God gave you eyes and ears and senses and, you know, the ability to feel and smell and, and speak and, and we're not experiencing it because we're just lost in the reality uh, that's our phone. And um, so I would encourage, you know, I know it's hard. There's, there's, there's so many different variables here because some people are dealing with a much deeper issue uh, where there's anxiety and depression in these young teens and and early twenties. And and that's an, that's a whole nother issue, a whole nother episode. Um, But you know, if there's a good relationship, uh, you know, with your daughter and, uh, and anybody that's listening to just encourage a conversation again, you know, like, um, maybe, maybe one night a week and we want to do this and kind of syndicate it as we're, we're going to have either turned on dinners or turned on brunch or whatever. And we're, we're encouraging families, um, and communities to come together, check their phone at the door. Uh, we would have a topic that you guys could all unpack together and just kind of discuss and, and bring community back together, bring families back to the dinner table. Um, so maybe that's something you can try in your home. Is that like, hey, every Tuesday and Thursday, we're going to check our phone in this box um, and we're going to put it under lock and key for this amount of time. Nothing. We have a home phone or we have something else, like if there's an emergency. Um, but we're just going to spend a couple of hours, you know, playing uh, family games or, you know, making dinner to get like, create an, an opportunity. Remember back to the divine order. What's the environment you want to create, create the environment for success. But the pattern interrupt has to be intentional like that. If you're dealing with, whether it's a toddler or a 20 year old and you're like, Hey, give me your phone. Talk to me. That's not the right environment for success. It's the same thing with my four year old. You know, I can't say, um, it's time to go to bed. I have to say, 20 minutes or in 15 minutes or in five, like I have to give a countdown with play dates and everything else. Like they're presence machines. So they're in that present moment. Even your 20 year olds in that present moment right now. And there's, there's something attached to that that is pulling her in. So there has to be an intention like, Hey, like just this to, you know, every Tuesday of the week, this is what we're going to do. And is everybody up for that? You know, it's going to be hard at first and we're going to probably have an awkward, you know, conversation, but I know that we can create this environment again and, and have something different each time. So there's so much collateral in that and, and um, honestly, capital for you. There's profit in that relationship um, waiting to be had if you just create the right environment. Oh, absolutely. And I have tried that just so you know. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Uh, but I try. Very hard. Yes, it's consistency. Yeah. And, you know, she's going back to school soon. It's just, trying to create these habits while she's home is important. So it is, it's a work in progress with this, you know, with the phones and again. There's empathy there. Like there's an opportunity for empathy and saying, Hey, listen, you know, I work from my phone too, baby. And you know, I, I know what it's like to, 
to get sucked in. We're not immune to it. I'm a human being just like you, even though I'm from a different generation. Um, there are times where it's hard to turn off. And, but unfortunately, when you are tuned into that, you're turned off to the rest of the world. And I don't want to miss these moments with you, you know, and I think that there's a way to um, leverage that moment, leverage, you know, that opportunity so that they can see favor in it um, and understand that without being, you know, accusatory, like that there's hurting that's happening. There's missed moments. There's missed communication. Like who's so important where in that phone right now that it's actually causing us lost time, um, lost transactions, you know, in, in a relational way. And um, a 20 year old should be able to get that. Exactly. And please, if you're listening and you and your husband are sitting on the couch and one of you has their phone, this is not just for kids. Oh, no. It's also relational because I know Angelique and David have an amazing marriage, and Tony and myself, we have an amazing marriage and we work at it and it takes work. So, you know, if you guys find yourself scrolling and doing this other stuff to disconnect from each other, well, then you're going to wonder why there's problems. So the effort in, that's all you have to do. Be aware of what you're doing. There's an intrusion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The intruder is just very subtle now. Right. right. It's not coming in the form of a, a devil in a red suit with horns and a pitchfork you know, or, or a burglar at your door or, you know, uh, relatives that stay too long. It's in the form of your cell phone. Exactly. And um, that intruder can really uh, create a wedge in your relationships. And so it's just vital that, um, again, you look at it, recognize it, call it out for what it is and say, OK, what are we going to do to create an environment so that we can flip this back in our favor? I love it. I love that. So Angelique, I can't even thank you enough for all your knowledge, all your wisdom that you gave us. And um, tell us what's next. What are you climbing towards next in your business or in your family goals? Yeah. So, um, you know, I had a rough year um, and a half with some health challenges and um, you know, more like autoimmune leaky gut kind of things, but it took me down a rabbit hole of actually thinking that, uh, my body was in f- like full betrayal mode. And, um, I feared, I literally feared that I was going to meet the ultimate demise like my parents did. So I had to really overcome some, um, post-traumatic stress associated with those memories. But, uh, thankfully I've climbed out of that and I praise God every day for the healing that is continuing. And, um, as a result, you know, it's just a matter of being really mindful in my body and movement and being, you know, okay with not having to, you know, do deadlifts and cleans and all the stuff I used to do all the time. And um, I can still go kick heavy bags and and move my body and actually move the needle. And that's what I want to do for others is making it so simple that it, it doesn't feel overwhelming every single time you get behind the eight ball. Um, and so my goal for my health is it's just movement and nourishment and, you know, constantly doing something each day uh, to maintain excellence in my body. Um, when it comes to our home team, as we call it, my husband and I are committed every day to a turned on life. And so um, that doesn't mean that it's perfect here. I mean, on a daily basis, one of us is like giving each other the eyebrow, like who's turned on right now, <laughs> you know? And so we do that and it's, it's a, the reason why we love teaching us is because we're in it every single day with you. Um, and the same with our business. So we're always looking to advance, um, advance the kingdom in whatever it is that we're doing. And so uh, the turned on method is, like I said, our 
our uh, first focus right now with the launch uh, coming up with the end of January start date. And then Speak Up is the other program I told you about. It's a uh, an eight-week course that my husband and I do about making personalities into profit. And people hear that and they're like, oh, it's, you know, highly related to business and it is, but guess what? There's like the coolest things that happen when we, when we teach people those skills. Um, it actually really causes a massive, massive turnaround in their relationships because they learn to communicate, they learn body, body language um, and just how to be dynamite. You know, like if you're a faithful person in this world and, and, um, and you have a heart for service and God and people, like you're not going to be able to get anybody excited if you're vanilla, you know? So I believe that there's something sleeping inside of you that can be awakened. And so that's what speak up is. And then, um, we're in the process, hopefully by summer to, uh, release what we call walk out. And that will be our mastermind, uh, that's faith centered as well. So sort of, but you can't really join that unless you've been through the turned on method or speak up because there's so much in, as, in terms of a prerequisite that that goes into it. Now that would be application, you know, process as well. But um, everything we do, turn on, speak up, walk out is um, faith centered. So if that's your jam, um, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I think it's worth looking to. And you can go to the turnedonmethod.com to read about the one that I was just speaking of. Um, turnedon.com is where our podcast is hosted and you can also see the turned on method there. Uh, speak up is actually hosted on sociallyspeaking.com currently. Um, but it's all, you know, all the information is there as well. But my husband and I are committed 100% to a marketplace ministry. And, uh, for those of you listening that are maybe on the more secular side, or you feel like your faith isn't there, or maybe, you know, that's one of your dark spots. Um, what I love about what the work that we have created is it's for you too. And it's not going, I'm not beating anybody over the head with a Bible um, or shouting through a bullhorn, you know, that you're going to go to hell if you don't believe this. It's, that's not who we are. Um, and you're not going to reach anybody that way anyway. This is, this is so that anyone can get it. And hopefully, hopefully it cracks you open to something that you're searching for. And if that search is for a better relationship with your creator, then I think we can help you with that. Oh, amen to that. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy that you joined me today. I love this conversation, everything you shared. And I just pray that you're blessed, you and your family and your business as well. And I'm hoping, you know, people go and find Angelique. And if you want prayer or anything, I'm here too. So don't feel, you know, don't think you can't reach out. That's the thing. Don't be, yeah, don't oh, they're too busy, this and that reach out, you guys, send a DM, we will get back. I mean, if I didn't reach out to Angelique, I would have never had her on my show. So you have to take those chances. If you're hurting right now or you're in struggle and you need help, reach out. She has a lot to offer and, and I'm just so happy she was here today. So thanks all for tuning in and I will see you guys in the next episode. Have a great week. If you love this episode, take a screenshot for me and post it on your stories. Make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. 
And one last thing, don't forget to subscribe and leave me a review. That is how I can get this out to the masses. Until the next time, keep on climbing.